You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Wanted to try to just share a few thoughts on this week's Torah portion, uh, Parshas Vayishlach. As we know, Yaakov has his meetup with his brother Esav. This is after many, many years of them being separated, being in different cities, to avoid the conflict. Now, Yaakov hears that Esav is coming, his brother Esav is coming, with 400 men, 400 generals, and each of them with 400 soldiers. That's 160,000 soldiers. And they're coming, confronting Yaakov. I want to point out five different ideas on this week's Parsha that I think we can apply today and understand and connect in a meaningful way with the stories of our ancestors and applying it to today. So firstly, we have to understand that even a strong army coming against you and you have nowhere to turn, Hashem, the Almighty, God, creator of heaven and earth, is always with us. Many times our sages tell us that situations that come to us that are difficult, that are seemingly unwarranted, is because Hashem is trying to guide us to a direction that we otherwise would not have taken on our own. Hashem wants us to be close to Him. He wants us to have a relationship with Him. And sometimes He has to squeeze us for us to have that proper relationship that He wants with us. So here we see that Yaakov with his small family, 11 sons at the time, one daughter and their children, four wives, and an army of 160,000, I don't think Yaakov has much of a chance. Nobody thought that Yaakov would have a chance. But yet, the reason the Torah tells us this is because we always need to rely on the Almighty. It's a word of encouragement Every struggle we have throughout our lifetime, we're all facing struggles. There's nobody who goes throughout through this lifetime scot-free. We all have challenges. And what this first part of the Parsha is teaching us is to connect with Hashem, have knowledge of Hashem, emunah, and then have trust in Hashem. Hashem will take care of us. Now, the second thing is that Yaakov prepared himself with prayer. And the word commonly used for prayer is daven. You ever hear someone say that they're going to daven? And I always thought that that word was in Yiddish. It turns out that I saw a beautiful uh, source for this, that the word daven comes from the word de'avuhon, which is in Aramaic. De'avuhon means the weaponry or the, the tool of our ancestors. Our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the tribes, Moses, Aaron, King David, King Solomon, etc., they all use the power of prayer. That is our weapon. And when we pray every single day, Shachris, Mincha, Mariv, the morning, afternoon, and evening prayers, what we're doing is we're exercising the weapon of our ancestors. We talk to the Almighty as one talks to his fellow man, and we ask the Almighty for the things we need. That's the second lesson I wanted to share about this week's Parsha, is that that's what Jacob did. He implores upon the Almighty to assist him, to guide him, 
to protect him. We all face challenges like we mentioned previously. The only being that can help us is the Almighty. Let's utilize the power, the tool, the weapon of our ancestors and Davin. The next is we see that Jacob gave gifts, prepared gifts. He gave, sent three batches of, of flocks to his brother Asaph. Our sages teach us they always tried to find favor in the eyes of the rulers, uh, the politicians, the leaders, the kings, and they would do that with gifts. And the reason they would do that is because bribery works, which is why the Torah prohibits one of leadership, a rabbi, a judge cannot accept bribery. It, you can't say, well, I'll take the gift, but I won't see them any differently. It doesn't work. The reality is that bribery works, which is why it's prohibited by the Torah for someone of leadership to accept bribery of any form. But here we see that Yaakov utilized bribery to avoid a battle, to avoid, to appease his brother, Asaph, so that they don't go into war. And that was a good use of bribery. The fourth point is preparation for war. Yaakov prepares for war, and our sages teach us that we need to do, aside for prayer, aside for gifts, we need to do everything we can to protect ourselves. Is that necessarily what is going to help us? No. But we have to do what is in our ability to resolve the situation. So whether that's weaponry, to teach ourselves skills, uh, to, to do whatever is necessary to be able to protect ourselves. It reminds me of my grandmother when she was telling us about her Holocaust experience where she was in the Covenant Ghetto, but she would say how one German soldier would be leading them, leading thousands of people in a straight line, and they would have one soldier in the front and one soldier in the back. And I was always irritated by why didn't they do more? Why did If they just attacked this one soldier, yeah, maybe a few would die, but the rest would be saved. I mean, just the sheer numbers. You know, they just run him over with, you know, trample him. But perhaps that's the, you know, the weakness of war and tragedy. So many, we can't ask questions about them. But we need to do today everything we can that if, God forbid, there was a situation that we can protect ourselves, not to rely on government alone, not to rely on money, not to rely, to figure out ways for us to be able to protect ourselves and our families. And lastly, I just want to share another point about the similarity between Yaakov and Esav and the unlikely miracle that he experienced, similar to the unlikely miracle of the story of Esther, where it seemed like it was going down and it would be terrible. It was going to be a disaster for the Jewish people. There was already a date assigned for the annihilation of the Jewish people. The Jewish people were all going to be killed on the 13th day of the month of Adar, and it was, there was no sign of hope. They had no way of getting out of it. But again, like we mentioned previously, Hashem is always in control. Hashem always has our best interest. We don't always know how. We don't always understand it. But we have to recognize that Hashem wants nothing else but what is best for us. So let's take these lessons. Let's enjoy this Shabbos. Enjoy this Parsha. And thank you so much for listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let me know 
by emailing me at awolbe at torchweb.org. That's A-W-O-L-B-E at torchweb.org. Thank you and Shabbat Shalom. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcast.com.